Welcome to the OAESP Principal Podcast. This podcast features Oklahoma elementary principals and assistant principals. I am Glenn Apsher, the Executive Director of the Oklahoma Association of Elementary School Principals. Today on the podcast, we have Lindy Reisenhoover. She is the principal at Southeast Elementary School with the Jinx Public School District. Lindy also serves as the Tulsa Area Representative on the OAESP Executive Committee. I hope you enjoy today's conversation with Lindy Reisenhoover. Lindy Reisenhoover, welcome to the OAESP Principal Podcast. How are you today? I'm great, and thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to do this. I love it. I'm so glad that that you have agreed to to, uh, join us. So we're just going to start off with the very first question. Tell us who you are, Lindy, for all of our listeners, and tell us a little bit about your journey on uh, in education and how you got to become a principal. Okay. Um, well, I'm Lindy Reisenhoover. I'm the site principal here at Jink Southeast Elementary. This is my 10th year as the site principal, um, and I served as the assistant principal for three and a half years prior to that. Um, actually, it's kind of funny. I never, never dreamed um, that I would become a principal. Um, I was actually um, a little bit late getting started in my teaching career. I had already had three children and decided that uh, teaching was really the path that I should have taken all along. I went back to school and got my elementary ed degree um, and started teaching, started my career in prior, taught there for a few years, and then we moved our family back over to the Jinx area, which is where we were from, and uh, began my work at Jinx. I started at Jinx East Elementary, taught third grade for a couple of years, and then Followed, in a, followed a principal over here to Southeast Elementary where I taught third and fourth grade. Uh, one day, um, got a call from my principal um, and she asked if I could come down, come down to her office during my, my lunch hour. Um, I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> I thought, oh, I've got a mad parent or something. So I'm a little anxious and uh, made my way down to her office at lunch. And she said, hey, um, our assistant principal is going to be leaving us for a new position and I'd really love for you to take her job. Well, I had two students in college at the time and thought, is this really a great time for me to go back to school? Um, Spoke with my husband. He said, when will this opportunity ever come along again? Um, And the fact that she believed in me enough to even consider offering me the position was amazing. Um, And I valued her input. I valued her as my um, school administrator. So I, I became her assistant principal in the middle of a school year and began my work at OU Tulsa for my master's in administration um, and was able to somewhat intern with her while I was on the job and getting my degree. You know, it's people like that that really make a difference in the world of, a, of an educator. It's someone that really believes in you. Um, and every once in a while I would look at her and say, are you sure you thought I could do this? And she said, hands down, the minute I met you, I knew you were someone that I wanted to, um, you know, kind of inspire to build up. I loved that so much that I I feel like that's what I want to do in this role as well. Um, But every once in a while, I look around and think, how on earth did I get here? I was happy in the classroom. Um, But the fact that you get to be a part of of a journey from the, we're we're pre-K through fourth in my building. And the fact that I get to watch those babies start in the four-year-old and work their way up through um, is really the best part of what we do. So never my dream. And there were many people that thought, wow, I I never knew that you wanted to be a principal. Um, And somehow someone believed in me enough that here I am. 
And so how long have you been a principal there at, at your school? This is my 10th year and I was three and a half years as her assistant principal. And then I taught for um, several years prior to that. I've actually been here at Southeast for 18 years um, okay. and then um, was in prior for a few. So I just received my 20th year here at Jinx Public Schools um, at our kickoff school rally. So it goes by fast. Congratulations. So uh, as you had, during your journey, um, just throughout your career, who, who are some mentors that really pour, poured into you? You know, first, my parents, you know, they were, they were the type of parents that really believed that you could do anything you wanted to do. Um, oddly enough, my dad felt like maybe going into the teaching field was maybe, he worried about that because, um, you know, at the time, um, early 80s, teachers were not making great money. Um, not that, that that's changed that much, um, but he just kind of encouraged me to go a different direction. And I tried some different jobs, um, but at the end of the day, I, my, I, was, I was born to do this, to, to be in education. Um, but my, my, my parents did understand that in Bengan mentoring. Um, I had a fourth grade teacher. Uh, actually, she was our PE teacher at Patrick Henry Elementary. Um, she was that kind of teacher that you want your teachers to be. Um, and she was always encouraging us to reach, reach out and make a difference in someone's life. And through, through her, it was through education. Um, a lot of things that she did, I watched and didn't realize how I would implement them in some of the things that I do now. Um, Marilyn Livingston, who was the principal that called me to the office, um, amazing leader, um, learned so much from her. Um, and the, again, the fact that she picked me out of a classroom to do this. Um, I think that I have a sister that, um, is probably my biggest cheerleader. Um, she was in education. Um, and so lots of encouragement from, from her. Um, I had a teacher when I was in Jinx high school, um, that I loved and she was, was very good, um, at, at mentoring. I think she was surprised when I didn't choose education, um, to, to pursue. Um, but she sure knows that I did it now. Um, and I hope that I'm, I hope I'm mentoring people. I think that that's, the, that's one of the best things um, about what we do um, if we've been mentored in the right way. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we know that um, working in education is truly a, a calling. And for many, many people, it is their mission field. And, um, you know, I, I had a conversation not too long ago about, I, I just really believe that there's, um, uh, two ways through life and number one that's through hard work and number two and it's ha having a purpose mm -hmm. and, uh, and you know when you're, when you're in, in education there is a there is a purpose every single day you know when, when you're working with those with those kids absolutely absolutely and you know I pull into the parking lot every day and I think oh my gosh here I am again I'm I'm, I'm, I'm home again um, and I can't wait to see what the day brings mm -hmm. um, and there's just nothing sweeter um, than a four-year-old greeting you um, in the hallway with the biggest grin on their face because they're just happy to see you. Um, yeah. and, and, and they might call me princess because they, they can't say principal. And I say, yes, I, I am. Yes, yes I am the princess. Thank you. Yes, I love that. Um, I don't think the fourth graders would, would agree with that, but I think my four-year-olds, I'm all good with that. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, Lindy, um, at your school, what are some things that you do to encourage and support your teachers? 
Oh gosh, you know, I don't know if uh, strength finders several years ago as a district, our leadership did the strength finders um, path of kind of identifying our strengths and leadership. And, you know, it's really that team building. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I'm a woo. Number one was my woo. And it's because I, I want to be very hospitable. I want to be people's cheerleaders. I want to um, be that very positive um, person. So we try to do a lot of things for our staff. Um, whether it be through feeding them, through um, surprising them with, um, you know, Josh's snow cones popping up to, to take care of them. Um, I'm a note writer. I like to leave notes on their desk or in their box. Hey, I noticed that you did this yesterday. What a great job. Thank you so much. Um, anytime I'm in a classroom, I always leave a thank you note for them. Um, we try to do a lot of small group with them as well. I attend all grade level meetings because I want them to know that I'm there I, I, I'm just there to listen. And then I always end that meeting with now, what can I do for you? Um, what do you all need from me? I think that's part of watching those good mentors as well is how they treated us and how they made you feel important. Our teachers have a heavy lift every day. Mm -hmm. um, and while we're not dealing with the COVID um, protocols, we're still de dealing with the aftermath of that. And so we kind of continue to add more to their plate when we're talking about filling those gaps and the social emotional aspects of what these kids didn't get because they weren't in school, especially our babies is big. And so our teachers need a lot of support. Sometimes it's just me popping in and checking on them and saying, Hey, can I give you a 10 minute break and let me cover your class for a few minutes. So I'm out and about, I do not spend much time in my office during the day. I can do that after everybody's gone. Right. I want my staff to know that I'm right there with them. I'm in the cafeteria you know, I'm, I'm everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, um, just to let listeners know, my wife's cousin does work for you and <laughs> she absolutely adores you. She, she, uh, loves you and, and, uh, you're, you're a huge, um, supporter and, and encourager of, of her. And so I, I know that, that Dina appreciates you. Well, and I, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, I really see this as a family and we tell people when we're interviewing, this is, we're a family. We take care of each other. Um, if you're having a bad day, come in my office, shut my door, cry, vent, have a moment. We'll get through it. And then we're going to open that door and we're going to go right back out there and give right. the best to our kids because that's, that's right. what, that's what we, that's what we're here, here exactly. to do. But thank you for those words. And you know, I love Dina. Yes. Uh, so Lindy, what, what makes your school such a great place to for students, but also what what makes it such a great place for uh, for for your employees to want to work there and want to come come work every day? What what makes your school special? You know, I think that Southeast has had a long reputation of just being um, we're the baby of the four elementary schools in Jinx. Um, I have nine hundred students and a staff of a hundred, and we're the baby. Um, and so we all, we do have the luxury of being in one building though. Um, so I'm under one roof and it really is that family approach. Um, we're a very strong community. My volunteers, I have so many volunteers, so many opportunities. Um, we've implemented the watchdog program. So I've got dads, grandpas, uncles, um, just another way to put some um, male role models in the building. They're extra eyes for safety. Um, we do dynamic dads. Um, our PTA is very active. We work very closely together. They want to take care of the teachers. They know we're taking care of the children. Um, we've implemented a house team approach here at Southeast Elementary, um, where every, 
every student is a member of a house team. And really the point behind that is to build that community and those relationships. We want our, our, our littles to know the bigs. We want our, our fourth graders to be those leaders. And so we have, we have Team Tuesday and we do um, team building activities. And we, have, we, we earn points for our teams by our essential 18 elements. And those are just those soft skills. Yes, ma'am, no ma'am, please thank you. Following directions, being the best you can be. And our, and our families have embraced that. They'll dress in house team colors if they know they're coming up to school to volunteer on a Tuesday. They'll dress in their child's house team colors. Um, they post the essential 18 on their refrigerators at home. It really is about building relationships within this building. And that includes us as just a huge community. And we have such great support. And I think that's really what helps us get through the day and um, get through the, the times that we're in right now in public ed. Yeah. So can you describe a little bit about what Dynamic Dads is? Yes. Once a month, we have a um, guest speaker. Um, we always open up with the Jinx High School football coach. For years, it was Alan Trimble. And mm -hmm. after he passed, um, Coach Riggs um, has taken over that role. Um, we have anywhere from 250 to 400 dads, grandpas, uncles here with us. Um, we provide coffee and a breakfast for them. They have a guest speaker and then they come over to the building and they spend about 30 minutes in their child's classroom um, and the teachers have activities for them. Um, sometimes they're doing a science project. Sometimes they're in the STEM lab with Dina. Um, they could be doing a math activity. They could be outside planting flowers. Um, it, it really is just a way to engage um, the the dads and the and the grandparents into the program. One of the things that I really believe in is just that multi-generational opportunity for families. I love having grandparents in the building. I'm a grandma. I, I love to be invited to my grandson's um, school. Um, those are such great opportunities. So we try to get them in the building as much as we can. Um, the dynamic dads love it. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that, that, yeah. that's awesome. Um, okay, so. Lindy, before you stepped into administration, what is one thing you wish you would have known before stepping in? <laughs> That's a little bit of a loaded question, Glenn. <laughs> um, you know, I think, um, you know, when you're a teacher, you've so, you focus so much on your team and your little um, your little environment, and you just don't know what else goes on in the building. And I think I wasn't quite prepared for um, the different types of personality types that might either be um, frustrated that you just became a, an administrator or um, uh, I'm, I'm not sure how to, to, to actually put this into words. I was just surprised by some of the personalities that are in the building that I did not expect. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know how you approach that. Usually when I'm mentoring um, someone that's going to go into administration, I tell them you really need to take the time um, to get to know some of the areas that might be considered a weak link because you're going to need to build that relationship very quickly because they're already wondering why they picked you out of the classroom to come and lead their school. Yeah. Um, that was the thing that was I was a little unprepared for. Um, and then I think the other thing... Um, hard conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. when you're a teacher, you're controlling. If I have 25 kids in my class, I had, you know, 50 to 70 parents, depending on step parents, et cetera. And I could control those conversations fairly well. Um, 
being prepared for hard conversations when you're talking to upset parents, mm-hmm. um, you know, they want the best for their children and they're advocating. Um, but sometimes those caught me off guard in just the intensity of the way they would come at you. So I think that that would be something else that um, we could prepare some of our our, our uh, teachers that are looking into going into administration, those first year principals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're a, a reader. And so what are some great leadership books that has helped you along, along the way? You know, right now we are doing a great book study on kind of um, re-energizing student success. Um, and, you know, I, I, it's funny, I was going to try to bring my books. I, I can't always think of them off the top of my head, right. but um, I, I think what you, what, what I try to do is I'm also a reader, of a lot of articles, um, which I'm, I'm, I'm going to start posting some. Um, but I think right now, just any of those opportunities um, that talk into um, revitalizing what we do well and um, how we can support our teachers and support our community. Um, you know, this is, this is a, as a book that is, is it's the energy bus. Um, mm-hmm. And I know it's not a philosophically, it's probably on the um, just more lighter end, but um, we need to, the, the premise of that book is, you know, if you don't have the energy, the positive energy to hang with us, you're kind of that vampire sucking the air out of the room, then please get off of my bus. Yeah. And I, I, I refer to that quite a bit. There's a one for children as well. I encourage my teachers to read that to children as well. Um, because I think it's timely. Um, we have so many people out there um, posting po- uh, negative things about us mm-hmm. that we really need to remember to be the positivity, um, kind of that relentless optimism, that Ted Lasso approach of just that relentless optimism. Yeah. Um, I've kind of threatened my staff that I'm going to come dressed as Ted Lasso one day and just drive them crazy <laughs> with my, you know, here we go. Um, any, anyway. Well, that's great. Um, so, uh, Linda, you've been a member of COSA and OESP for a number of years. So talk a little bit about why, why do you think it's important for administrators to be a member of their state association? I don't understand why they're not. I, I, I think that it's the, the networking, the support, the advocacy, um, that we have when we're a member of, 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 our, of these opportunities. Um, I have enjoyed every minute of being a member of OAESP. I, I love being on the board. I love the networking. Um, I truly feel like if I had a problem, I could reach out to a, a, a 20 different people right now and have great support, great answers. Um, and then the advocacy part, we need to be speaking out. We need people to hear our voices. We are the voice for our school. We are the voice for our teachers. Um, we're the voice for public ed. Um, and we need to take a stance on these things. And so I just feel like it is, it's almost my duty to be a part of that and support the work that you all are doing for us. Um, it's Again, that's a heavy lift. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really not much not, not anything easy right now about what we're doing in public education. So I, I think it's important. Um, I've encouraged many of the 
principals that I have um, had the opportunity to mentor that have gone to different districts to please become involved um, in this in this because it is important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are almost uh, 3000 members strong, um, not just elementary, but you know, all of COSA because we're an umbrella asso association. And so, um, um, you know, so it the, the more members we have, the stronger voice that we have. And Absolutely. Before I I stepped in this role. I I'd been a member um, from the first day I became assistant principal in um, Oklahoma, and my uh, my principal that had hired me told me you're going to join, and she grabbed me and said you're going to go to the the midwinter conference, and <laughs> once I went the first time I was hooked, and uh, I made such great friends. I'm friends. I'm I mean we've been friends for a long time, and I mean we we've agreed that what has happened at COSA over the years is going to stay at COSA. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. But, uh, but, you know, so many of them are now um, superintendents and they've moved on, you know, to, to uh, bigger roles. And, um, uh, but it all, it all started here. And um, uh, for me as a principal, the biggest benefit I got every, every year was getting the weekly updates on what's happening at the, at the legislature. And uh, just so Absolutely. I was aware of what, what, what was going on. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, well, um, we're going to um, start closing this up. And so the purpose of this podcast is to elevate the voices of Oklahoma school administrators. So, Lindy, I'm just going to pass this right back to you and uh, just share what, what your final thoughts are. You mentioned earlier that this is a calling. And I absolutely believe in that. And I believe that we have a purpose to be here. And I think that we need to be sending the message to within our building. It's going to start within our buildings and then it's going to lead into our community and then hopefully through the community to the state level. Um, I recently stood up in front of the PTA here and, and talked into um, we have to we have to be the voice. If you have questions, if I can help you understand anything that you're listening to out in the public, please come to me. Let me be the one that's responding to you. Um, give us a chance to share the truth with you about what's going on in public ed. And then we hope that you'll advocate for us, really, really promoting that out to our families, because those are the people that they need to hear from, because oftentimes I feel like when we're the ones that are continually reaching out to, to our legislators or to people that can help make change, it's, oh, there they are again, there's that principle again. But if I can convince my families to help advocate for what we're doing in public education, then those voices will continue to be heard. Um, I couldn't be more proud to be in public education. Um, my children went through public ed. My grandchildren are in public education. It is worth the fight for public ed. And I hope that that's what my family see here um, and that we're doing the hard lift because it matters to us. Um, but we need their support. We need their advocacy. Um, it is worth fighting for. Very, very well said, Lindy. Well, Lindy Reisenhoover, thank you for joining the OAESP Principal Podcast. And um, if, uh, please share this podcast with your friends. And Lindy, appreciate you uh, joining us. And, Thanks, uh, Lynn. I appreciate you as always. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining the OAESP Principal Podcast. If you're not a member of COSA or OAESP, please join. 
go to www.cosa.org, that's C-C-O-S-A.org, and click join to learn more about the benefits of being a member. The OAESP Leadership Conference will be November 9th and 10th in, in Oklahoma City. Our keynote speakers, our opening keynote speaker will be uh, Tammy Evans on November 9th, and Dr. Brad Johnson will close our uh, conference out on November 10th. Please register for, for the conference and keep being awesome and go, keep doing great things in our pu- public schools.